You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Praise God. That, that was a fantastic introduction, Tyler. I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about me or someone else. But um, it's a wonderful privilege to be here this morning. And thank you, Tyler and uh, the church leadership for allowing me to fill your pulpit this morning. And um, I have been so blessed with worship this morning. I know worship is for God. We, we direct our worship towards God. But when we stay our eyes on God, something happens to us. You know, and, and we are blessed in the process. I have been thinking about what God would like me to share with you this morning. And normally when I get invited to, to share in a particular church, the pastor would give me you know, an indication of what season you are in and perhaps what you've been sharing for the last few weeks. But Tyler didn't give me any clue of what has been going on in the church. It, it just shows how much trust he has in me. I, I hope you still have a church when I'm done um, preaching. But I, I was seeking God's face and I was woken up a few days ago, you know, early hours in the morning and, and God gave me this word, I believe, for, for Center Church. And the title is, He Calls Greatness Out of Our Weakness. And, and as we, we sang that, that song in particular, that says that He calls our faith to attention and He leads us unto greatness. I, I just felt it was a confirmation of what God intends to speak to us this morning. Amen. So I, I pray and I hope that as we go through this sermon that God will speak to each of us and to us as a whole and uh, this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you for your presence. That wonderful presence that sets us free, that brings joy, brings happiness and brings hope. We thank you that that presence is with us here this morning. And we thank you that you are speaking to each one of us at our point of needs. We thank you that you are calling us into deeper things. You are calling us into a deeper knowledge of you to encounter you in a special and profound way. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that as I share your word, your word will be sharp in our hearts, in our spirits. Your word, Lord God, will divide between soul and spirit. Your word will encourage us. Your word will build us up in our most holy faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He calls greatness out of our weakness. If you can, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'll read from verse 22 to 31. I'm using the New King James Version. I will use different versions because I think sometimes different versions speak better of a particular scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 to 31. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called both Jew and Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise are called into the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. The things which are not 
to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen? Amen. For you see your calling, brothers and sisters, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise, and he has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Amen. The Almighty God, I believe, is in the business of using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Amen. He uses natural vessels like us to achieve supernatural things. And out of our weakness, he calls out greatness. Amen. So you are here this morning and you think that, you know, I, I'm not well qualified. I know Tyler said I'll go a PhD, but believe you me, PhD does not give you much in terms of ministry. <laughs> when, when people are facing needs and, and difficulties, they don't care how many PhDs and how many letters you have after your name. They want to know how you're going to help them. Amen. So sometimes you may feel weak and, and, and inadequate. And if you're like that, you are a prime candidate to be used by God in his divine enterprise. Amen. God calls out greatness out of our weakness. I truly believe that, that when we become Christians and we submit ourselves to the will of God, God intends for each one of us to walk in greatness. I truly believe that. But sadly, not many, not many realize their God-given potential. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, the Lord said to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before we were born, God knew us. And God predestined us to walk in greatness. Amen. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has predestined all of us as Christians to walk in good works. And I believe that he's called all, all of us who believe in his name to walk in greatness. But this greatness he calls out of our weakness. Amen. Matthew 20, verse 25 to 28 says this. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know, the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so amongst you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom to many. Amen. This greatness really is called out of weakness, but it's realized through service, service of man. And sometimes I look at secular world and it seems that they have actually discovered the secret to greatness. Have you noticed that all the great people that this world has given us are the people who have learned to serve humanity? Look at Nelson Mandela, for example, Mother um, Teresa, to name a few. They all became great because they learned how to serve humanity. And I believe that as Christians, if we want to become great, we have to learn how to serve. Amen? So God will call us to service and will call greatness out of our weakness through 
our service. This morning, my main scripture is from Judges chapter 6 and verse 1 to 16. Judges chapter 6, verse 1 to 16. And again, I read from the New King James Version. Then the children of Israel did evil things in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites. The children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, and it came to pass, when they cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you, and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now Gideon was hiding in the wine press. Afraid for his life and for his stock, he was threshing wheat in the wine press and an angel appears to him and says, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And I'm sure Gideon was asking, Are you talking about me? In case you have not noticed, angel of the Lord, I am hiding in a wine press and you are calling me mighty man of valor. The Lord calls greatness out of our weakness. Amen. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. The Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. You shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Amen. Gideon, who was afraid for his life, hiding in the wine press, is being called a mighty man of valor. And God is prophesying over his life that you, as one man, will deliver the whole of Israel from the hands of the Midianites. A people who were as numerous as the locusts, 
Their men and their camels could not be numbered, the Bible says. And Gideon is being asked to deliver Israel from their hands. I believe that when God calls us, because he calls greatness out of our weakness, sometimes we look at ourselves and our circumstances and we become afraid. It does not sit well with our understanding how can God achieve this through the lives of us. And this is what Gideon encountered. And if you read the book of Judges, the Bible says that in those days, every man did what was right in his eyes because Israel had no king. It was a dark and depraved time in their history. And through this darkness and depravity, God calls Gideon, the least of his clan, his tribe, the least and the smallest of all the tribes of Israel to walk in greatness. I believe that God has destined all of us to walk in greatness. But there are things that can hinder and sometimes frustrate the call of God over our lives. And this morning I pray that as I go through my sermon, that God will rise and lift up your faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The first thing that I believe that can hinder God's purposes in our lives is when we focus our minds on our current circumstances as opposed to on the Lord. Gideon said to the angel, if God were with us, why would all these things happen to us? If God were with us, if I was indeed a mighty man of valor, how comes we are not able to withstand the onslaught of the Midianites? When we focus our minds and our eyes and our circumstances, we cannot believe what God is calling out of us. Amen. We sometimes have to see through our difficulties and see God in our circumstances. Amen. Because when we set our eyes on the Lord, the things of this world will simply fade away. We need to believe God and believe his word that that which he's spoken over our lives, he's also able to perform in Jesus name. The second thing is when we focus on our inadequacies, we can frustrate and forfeit the call of God over our lives. I am the least in my clan and my tribe is the least and the weakest in the whole of Israel. Moses, when he was called, said, I cannot talk. Moses, who was educated in the finest universities of Egypt, it says in the New Testament that Moses was eloquent, a man who was powerful in speech. And when he was called, he began to stutter. I, I, I can't talk. Call somebody else. And, and I can identify with Moses. And I'm sure many of you can do the same. That when God calls us and we see the task that he set before us and the greatness he's asked us to walk in, we become afraid because we focus on our inadequacies. Moses said, I cannot talk. Abraham and Sarah said we were too old. And Gideon was hiding in a wine press. Sometimes when we look at ourselves and compare our lack of strength to what God is calling us to walk in, we can become petrified. But faith must arise in us. Amen. Amen. Faith must arise in us. Friend, if God has called you to a task, then know that God has also equipped you for that task. Amen. You may be weak, but know that in our weakness, God is strong. Amen. And he calls greatness out of our weakness. The third thing is, I believe that sometimes we can settle for the good enough. When we are called by God, God paints a wonderful picture of what the future can be for us. But as we walk in this promise of God, we can get to a place where things become good enough and we can settle. You know, a while back I read from Genesis chapter 11. 
And, and something really just spoke to my heart. And I also heard a, a preacher talk about this a while ago. And, and I began to wonder, in Genesis 11, verse 27, onwards, it says this, Terah, this is the father of Abraham, or Abram, as he was called then, took his family and started genuine to Canaan. Terah, the father of Abraham, took his family and began to journey to Canaan, the same place that later God was to call Abraham to go to. Terah was journeying to this land. But when he got to Haran, he settled in Haran. And we see that several years later, God calls Abraham to journey to the same place. And I wondered in my spirit, could it be that the promises of God was first made to Terah? That God called Terah to go to this promised land. But when he got to Haran, a place that was good enough, he began to settle and become too comfortable. That he forfeited his God-given destiny. The Bible does not say, but I wonder in my heart of hearts if that was the case. And sometimes God can call us to walk to a promised land, to walk to, to a certain destiny. And we believe God and we begin to journey and to walk in God's promises. But we get to a place that is good enough. And we settle. And the good enough is the enemy of excellence. And many of us are like that. We are called into ministry and, and we are audacious in our belief. We are audacious in our faith. But we get to a place where the numbers are good. The service on a Sunday morning is fantastic. The worship is full of God's presence. And we forget that we are called to go and preach the gospel and to serve our community. And as this word came to me, I went onto your website and read your history. 1976, when this church was started, was the Pentecostal church of was it Sussex or something like that it was called before? Or Vergesso later on became the Mid-Sussex Christian Center. And your founders had in your heart to serve the community, to preach the Gospels. Founded the IBTI, began to train people who would do just that. And I believe that this merger with what was then Church in the Rock and now the Center Church, that God is calling you to once again walk in greatness, to serve your community. Amen. You must not allow the good enough to stop you from pursuing the greatness that God has called you to walk in in Jesus' name. Amen. Terror settled in Haran. Later on, the Lord calls Abraham to journey to Canaan. Abraham became the father of all nations. Could it be? I wonder if this promise was first made to Terah. The fourth thing I believe that can sometimes hinder and stop God's promises from flowing in and through our lives is fear. Fear has a way of crippling a Christian. Fear has a way of causing a Christian to hide in the shadows. And God knows how fear can have a profound effect on us. So I am told in the Bible, 365 times, the words fear not or worse that effect is mentioned. One for every given day, amen? So you can never ever use that faith in your life. You wake up each morning, you say fear not whatever your name is. Fear not, because the Lord is with me. Amen. Fear can hinder us. Fear can hinder us. And I believe that when God calls us, the first thing that he deals with is fear. fear is not the, uh, faith is not the absence of fear, but faith is a triumph in fear. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. The Bible says that after the death of Moses, 
the Lord calls Joshua and reminds him that Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, the land which I am giving you to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards going down to the sand, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and be of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that it is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In the space of nine verses, four times God says to Joshua, be strong and do not be afraid. Amen. God intends to deal with fear in our lives and replace fear with faith. God assures Joshua of his presence. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. No man shall be able to stand against you. If God be for us, church, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Never allow fear to frustrate and forfeit the promises of God over your life. In Jesus' name, amen. We have to walk in faith. It's a song that whenever I become afraid, I, I sing. It's from this portion of scripture. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God. Sometimes you have to walk with a bouncing step across Burgess Hill. Hopping and skipping. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid, no, no. I am not dismayed, for I'm walking in faith and victory. Hallelujah. Walking in faith and victory. We have to let the words of God resound in our spirits because the world has a way of instilling fear in us. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Never be afraid nor dismayed for your Lord, your God is with you. The fifth thing I believe that can sometimes hinder us in walking in God's promises is when we listen to naysayers and doubters around us. When God calls us to greatness, you can't be guaranteed that there will be more than a dozen people telling you that it cannot be done. I remember when I was called to, 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 to leadership in our church, the pastor for about 18 years announced you know, out the blue that he was leaving. And I was thrust into leadership. And, and I became afraid, if, I, if I'm honest. I became afraid, but... I thank God that God has spoken over my life so many times that I knew that God was the one that was leading me into this place and everything that had happened prior in my life up to that point was preparing me for that particular season. And, and a very good friend of mine that I used to confide in in many, many ways, when I spoke to him and said, you know, the Lord 
I believe, and the church is calling me to lead. He said to me, oh, I don't think you're ready. You know, let someone lead and, you know, serve under them for a few years. I said, but there's no one to lead. The pastor is leaving. He says, oh, I don't think you can do it. You know, and I almost, listen, because he was a friend, I knew him well, but I had to silence the doubters in my ears if I were to walk in God's purposes. Amen. When Moses sent the, the 12 spies to go and spy the promised land, this is a land that the Lord has promised them to give. They've seen the Lord do many, many mighty things. A cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. I mean, I don't know. If anyone was, was, was to see a cloud by day, you know, following us, keeping us cool, and fire at night, keeping us warm, I don't care who you are, you will believe in God. Amen? They have seen this. Now, quail was falling from heaven, manna was falling from heaven, water coming out of rocks, Pharaoh and his people are being swallowed by, up by the sea. They are walking on dry land through the sea. And when he sends the 12 spies and they come back and they give a poor report, the land indeed is flowing with milk and honey, they say, it's got pomegranates, fruits as big as, as our heads. But the people are giants. And the land, the land devours the people that live on, can, I mean, can you believe this? The land eats up the people that live on it. And if the land were in the habit of eating people, would there be anyone left? <laughs> they gave a bad report and Caleb and Joshua silenced them and said, if the Lord is leading us, we are able to take this land, amen. But they discouraged the whole of Israel that they began to murmur in their hearts against God. We have to silence the naysayers if we are to walk in God's promises for our lives, amen. Because they say it cannot be done until someone does it. I'm sure they said that no one can walk on the moon until someone did it. I'm sure the people of South Africa believed in their hearts they would never come out of apartheid until a few handful of men believed, dared to believe, even if their lives depended on it. Now, Sir Mandela said to himself, and to this judge, I believe in a free and just country where no one is oppressed because of the color of their skin. And these are principles that I believe in, and if need be, I am prepared to die for. We have to learn to silence naysayers in our lives. If not, we can delay or sometimes even forfeit the call of God over our lives. Amen. The people gave a bad report. But Caleb and Joshua silenced them. And later on, Joshua was the one that led them to the promised land. We need Joshua's and Caleb's in our generation. Amen. People that have such audacious faith that would dare to believe that which God has said over their lives. Because with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. It says in Luke that the sons of darkness are wiser than the sons of light. And I read that scripture and my heart was broken. Because the world can sometimes take the word of God and repackage it. And it can lead them to success. And we, the sons of light, who have the word of God in our hearts, in our hands, we fail to live by them. Adidas. For those of us that are a bit old, they are the sportswear company that makes um, trainers. They had a slogan, which was later on copied by Nike, that impossible is nothing. Impossible is nothing. And they sold millions, if not billions, of sports apparel because of this phrase. 
where does that scripture come from? Came from the Bible. All things are possible to them that believe in God. We have to learn how to silence the doubts that are in our minds, in our heads, in our spirits, and replace them with the word of God. I believe that God is calling us as individuals and as a church, center church, to walk in greatness. I truly believe that. I truly believe that God is calling you as a church to make his name famous in Burgess Hill and in Brighton. I believe that God is calling you to speak boldly his gospel of love and of redemption to this community. And I believe that God has got greater things to do in this city. Amen. And you have to believe that in Jesus' name and walk in those promises. What we must do when we are faced with all of these things that we say that it cannot be done in the face of God's words, we have to be like Mary and avail ourselves to the service of God. Mary, perhaps, was a teenager when she was called to carry greatness in her womb for nine months. And she says to the Lord, how can this be? For I don't know any man. And, he, and the angel said that the Holy Spirit himself will overshadow you. And you shall be with child. Friends, sometimes to be able to walk in this greatness, we need the Holy Spirit to overshadow us in Jesus' name. Amen. And Mary's res response was, I am the Lord's handmaiden. May it be done to me according to the Lord's word. Whatever promise that God has spoken over your life, whatever God is calling you to do, that you are asking yourself, how can this be? Because I am not qualified. How can this be? Because I am untrained. How can this be? Because I am not eloquent. May the Holy Spirit overshadow you in Jesus' name. And may you avail yourself like Mary did to the divine service of our creator in Jesus' name. The Lord has called you. He has also equipped you. The Lord told, told Jeremiah, even before you were born, even before you were knit in your mother's womb, I knew you and preordained you to walk as a prophet before me, before Israel. Don't be afraid of them. Don't let anyone despise you because I am with you. Also know that the challenge is the Lord's and the battle is the Lord's, not yours. When David faced Goliath, the Bible said that Goliath was a champion from his birth. And David was only a teenager. Even the mighty men of Israel, people that were trained in the art of war, were terrified. Saul, who the Bible describes as tall and elegant looking, was hiding in the tent. Steps forward, David, perhaps 15 years old, and says, I will take on Goliath, nine foot tall. Why? Because he knew that the battle is the Lord's and not his. And because of his faith, David overcame Goliath and the people of Israel were able to triumph over the Philistines. God is calling out the Joshua, the Caleb, the Davids, people who would dare to believe him at his word. Center Church, I believe God has called you to greatness. Since the inception of this church in the 70s, it's always been a desire of your founders, I repeat, to spread the word of God and to serve this community. The Lord reminds us that those that deserve the desire to work in greatness must first learn to serve. And if you learn to serve this community and humanity, I believe that God will make this church a great church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pray that you will not settle for the good enough, but you will fulfill the call of God over your lives and serve this community. I pray that you will enlarge the space of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings 
Do not spare. Lengthen your cords, says the Lord, and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants, your members, and the people that your message will touch will inherit this community in Jesus' name. And God will make his name famous through you in Burgess Hill. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is calling each and every one of us this morning to walk in greatness. And that greatness he will call out of our weakness. And I pray that your response will be, I am the Lord's handmaiden. May you be done according to his word. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Bless your name, Jesus. Why don't you allow these words to sink into your spirit and have some purchase on you? The Lord has spoken. He will perform. He says that none of his words will return to him void. It will accomplish that which it was sent forth to accomplish. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus. As Isaiah beheld you in the fullness of your glory. He said, woe is me, for I am undone. For my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. Man of unclean lips, and dwelling amongst the people of unclean lips. Lord God, you cleansed him, you touched his lips. And you called out and said, who will go for us? Who will speak my word? And Isaiah, fresh from this encounter with you, said, send me, Lord, I will go. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your people will behold you in the fullness of your glory. They will encounter you in your glory, majesty and splendor. And Father God, they will hear once again your call over their lives. Father, may their response be, send me, for I will go. Father, I pray that your anointing will be upon this church. That anointing that lifts every heavy burden and break every yoke will be upon this church in the name of Jesus. That anointing will cause ordinary men to achieve extraordinary things in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will overshadow your people in this place in the name of Jesus. That they will, Lord God, bring forth greatness out of their depths in the name of Jesus. Father God, where fear may cripple your people, may faith arise. Where doubt, Lord God, may hinder your people, may your words resound loudly in their minds, in their ears, and in their spirits in the name of Jesus. Father, where they have settled for the good enough, Lord God, call them to press on into deeper things in the name of Jesus. Father God, speak to them like you spoke to Joshua that no one, nothing will be able to stand in their way. Lord God, as they go out, lo and behold, you have promised that you will be with them even to the ends of the age. May they make disciples of the people of this community. May they draw people, Lord God, and draw masses to yourself in the name of Jesus. Father God, may the years to come, this place be standing room only because people will be flocking to hear your gospel preached powerfully from this pulpit. Lord God, fulfill your word concerning your people. May your name be glorified now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you richly. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, 
in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.